County, Wichita Falls. I'm your co-host, Ryan. With my lovely wife, Catherine, by my side, we'll be having discussions on business, family, and anything else we find complicated or intriguing. Whether you're having your coffee in Bernie, Texas, driving to work in Des Moines traffic, or on a jog through the streets of Garfield, Arkansas, join us as we dive deep into the mysteries of modern life. Welcome to the Armadillo Den. Russell, is it Russell? I used to say Russell. It is Russell with an E. Okay, yeah. Julie Russell in the house with the Alley Cat Vintage Mercantile. Mercantile? How do you say that? Mercantile. Mercantile. This is a favorite business of mine in Wichita Falls. I always take silly pictures there with my children. We have so much fun. I would say three out of five times that we attend there, I do buy something because my children broke it. Right. <laughs> I don't know about that. I do know that you're when... really sweet, <laughs> and you don't always make me pay for it. But my kids do break things. Most kids do, and okay. grown ups do too. But okay. I know when you're in the house because it shows up on Instagram in like real time. And yeah. I go, oh, we're here. That, that's what that noise is. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and we like upstairs for some reason. So we'll get into more of the logistics of the alley cat. Tell me. How would you describe the alley cat? I know what I say to people, but I want to know if someone asks you, what is alley cat? What do you say? I say, uh, yeah, it's a vintage mall, but it's, um, it's kind of unruly. We don't have strict borders. It's, uh, it's like strict borders into antique thrift. Yeah. I guess really on all different levels. It's true. We're, uh, so some new stuff, some handmade stuff, vintage, antiques. Also, the booths, I'm not real picky about people staying in their borders, so it gets sloppy, it gets messy. There's a lot to dig through if you like that. Mm-hmm. I like that you said mall. I tell people, especially visitors that are coming into the store, I they're like, what should we do? We're in town for the day. We came to visit Ramble. And I'm like, I'll give them my top places to eat. And then I'm like, you have to go to the Alley Cat. And they say, what is it? And I'm like, a treasure store. There is something (laughs) for everyone there. And what I love about it is there's pieces that are like bargain pieces. Mm -hmm. And then I just picked up out of Kevin's booth those glasses, like those Italian blown. Yeah, with super high-end, really Nice. Yeah. Yes. This four pack of the set of four, not a four pack. So the set of four um, glass. What is that brown called though? I can't think of it. Like amber or tortoise. Oh, tortoise, the pattern. Yeah. Yes. Tortoise is a pattern, correct? Mm -hmm. Amber colored tortoise glasses. I Googled it while I was there. Italian. Italian. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, these were like retail $180. And Kevin sold them to me for $4 a piece. And I was like, (laughs) sold. But now I don't know if I want to sell them because I'm like, this. I'll never own something like this again. So my point is there is something, there's furniture. There is creepy troll dolls from the 1980s (laughs) that my kids have found. Yeah. Oh, those are big sellers. They are. And just within Kevin's booth, it's like the highest of the high and the lowest of the low. It makes me laugh like. Side by side. Right. You will have 
something very fine and expensive right next to the troll doll. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think we have found the troll dolls upstairs and in Kevin's booth. There, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they're all over my house now. <laughs> and supposedly they move. My kids move them around the house. And then they say, oh, like Elf. Mom. Yeah. Yeah. Like Elf went away. <laughs> and then the trolls move. And I'm like, y'all wonder why you have nightmares. Your imagination is <laughs> out there. Yeah. Uh, so let's get started. You kind of explained what the alley cat is. How long has the alley cat Vintage Mercantile. I know the name's changed a little bit over the years, mm-hmm. but how long have you owned a vintage mall like this? Well, I was thinking about that last night, and I remember opening it when Ruby was uh, in kindergarten, and she just turned 18. Whoa. But it didn't. It wasn't, obviously. So, like, 13 lo- years? Yeah. Okay. So, it was a lot smaller, obviously. Yeah. It just kept getting bigger and bigger. Yeah, but I'm thinking of... How long have I been going to the Alley Cat? And I know that I would go on my lunch break when I worked a nine-to-five or eight-to-five job. I remember that. And I would come like that was my escape. I went (laughs) all the time. And it had to have been like 12 years ago. Yeah. 11. Did it start in Wichita Falls? Yes. Okay. So the Alley Mm -hmm. Cat has only been in Wichita Falls, Texas. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So let's back up just a little bit. Tell me more about Julie as a young person. You don't have to go into like infant toddler years, but tell me more about where are you from? And then, because I know you're not from Wichita Falls, tell us how you made it here. Oh boy. That, yeah, that's a long story. I'm um, from Buffalo. Okay. And um, I went to NYU in Manhattan and I, so I thought I was always going to be an urban person. Mm-hmm. A little strange that I find myself here now. But uh, from from Manhattan, I moved to Tucson, and I've always worked in libraries and bookstores. And that's what I thought I would do. And I met uh, Larry McMurtry in Tucson. He said, "Hey, do you want a job in this little bitty town in Texas where I have a a book town?" And I said, "Okay." And what town is that? Archer City. Archer City, Texas. This is <laughs> uh-huh. the quirkiest town because it has such bold things. And it's so, like the theater. I think probably because Larry's there, but there is a lot of other heritage surrounding Archer City. Is there, or is he kind of the, he is the shining star of Archer City. Yeah. Because I, I can't think of anything else there. Okay. but I mean, Just a lot just of cattle, ranches, yeah. farming. Yeah, I'm sure I feel bad. There probably is something else there that I just am unaware of, <laughs> which is okay. So you met Larry McMurtry. Yeah. For those who don't know, which I would be shocked if you don't, tell us more about who Larry McMurtry is and why this is kind of a big deal. Well, when I met Larry, I didn't even know what Lonesome Dove was. That's his claim to fame. <gasps> yeah, that but is his claim to fame. A girl from Buffalo was like, I, I didn't know. I just knew that he came into uh the Borders books that I worked at and mm-hmm. bought a lot, a lot of books and um, that he was a writer. I had never read Did he buy, of it. Obvi- no, obviously not his own books, yeah. but like he came and just bought books. He would buy um, everything that he had dog-eared from the New York Review of Books. Okay. Like every week that would come out. And wow. he would say, and he would just, uh, they could gather these. And a lot of times I'd have to go in the back because they were brand new releases. They hadn't been out yet. I'd gather them and open a register for him and... And check yeah. him out, and we talked and talked and talked about books before I ever even read one of his books. Okay. So. Wow. Yeah. 
So amazing. Okay, so you are in, and that's how you made it to Ar- to Ar- Archer to City. Archer. So for those who don't mm-hmm. know, Archer City is 30 miles from Wichita Falls. Yeah. Yeah. And you yeah. moved pretty instantly? Like, how quick was that transition from Arizona to <laughs> Archer City? It was pretty quick. Uh, I had been living with uh, a guy for seven years. He decided he's going to join the Marine Corps. And I was like, well, okay, I'm going to move to Texas. <laughs> <laughs> so it, when it happened, it happened quick, you know, and uh, Larry helped me move out here. I'm, I think I actually lived uh, in, the, in Franklin Place downtown for the oh, first wow. year. That's a neighboring apartment building next to our store on Indiana. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. A little corner apartment. Wow. Yep. So cool. So what year was that? Oh, I couldn't tell you. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> a long time ago? It was, I was it, 27. Okay. And I'm 51 now. Okay. I'm, I'm Texan now. You are Texan now. <laughs> you guys, Julie is the mother of Ruby, who handles a lot of our customer service here at Ramble. She does so many things. She's our brand photographer, operations manager. She is in charge of customer service. And so if you email us, Odds are Ruby is emailing you back. This is her beautiful mother. When did you have Ruby? Uh, Was it what year? Oh, so, 2003. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because she will sometimes say like she was a later in life child. How old were you? 30? I think I was 31. Okay. Yeah. That's not later in life, but. Um, uh, it, it is for Texas. I will say that. That when I moved here at 27 and people would say, how many children do you have? And I'd say, um, zero. They would go, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, and I guess I didn't ever. I thought that was a generational thing, maybe not a Texas thing, but that does make sense now that you say that. My parents were married at nineteen and twenty, mm-hmm. and pregnant with their first baby at twenty-one, mm-hmm. and so and had five of us all the time before my mom was like thirty-three. I mean, uh-huh. we're yeah, very close, you know. Okay, so what? Influence. You came here. You worked a bookstore. What was the push to start the Alley Cat? Um, I mean, I think it just naturally grew. Once you start collecting old books, and then other people, when they come in with old books to sell, they say, "Oh, guess what? I have this as well. Maybe you might be interested." And I've what always, is an example? Like um, a piece of furniture, a chandelier. Yeah, any of anything. Record Crocs, records. Yeah, anything. And I love old things. I always have. So I would start to say, oh, you have old books. What else do you have that you might want to sell? That's a big Kevin thing. People will come in and they'll have something they think is of value. And Kevin will be like, I really don't love that. But what else do you have? Think. Do you have? And then he'll say, do you have cameras? Do you have typewriters? Do you? And it's surprising how many people have this stuff in their garage. They don't want it. They have no idea that, it, that other people want it. Wow. So. Yeah, that's so crazy. So your influence for antiques, like your love and in, love for antiques started from a young age, would you say? Yeah. Like in Buffalo? Yeah, always thrifted. Okay. Always. So is thrifting and antiquing and like vintage malls, is that a big thing in Buffalo? It is. Okay. Yeah. And things in Buffalo that are, that are old are really old. Yeah. I mean, because it's just an older city. Right. So 
So you've seen a lot of good, <laughs> really good, cheap old stuff. And even now when I go back, I'm like, oh, God, I need to have a bigger right. vehicle to take all this. Take yeah. all this yeah. back. To borrow the van. Yeah. Know, <laughs> okay. Fill her up. Road trip. <laughs> so when you, you were employed when you moved here by Larry, mm-hmm. and then what was the decision, you said you started kind of collecting things, to go fully self-employed. Were you born from a family of self-employed individuals? No. No, my dad was a factory worker. He worked at Westinghouse okay. until he got, you know, until they moved to Mexico and got he got laid off. My mom's always worked like secretary for people, um, and yeah, it. I think when I had Ruby, I still thought it was important to have that check from from mm-hmm. Larry's bookstores, even though I'd already started my own bookstore as well. But uh, you just at some point you're like, I got. I'm either going to be all in or or yeah. not do it. I mean, right? Because you. Got, you with the, I think the same way when I worked full time, it was, and I was doing Rainbow and Company on the side, which then was more at screen printing and then uh-huh. it was Little H Creative and now our Rainbow and Company, same mm-hmm. company, many names that we've had and I'm sticking with Rainbow and Company. We're not going <laughs> to rebrand again. It's a perfect name. It is. I love it. But I decided, you know, I love doing this creative thing on the side but I was just exhausting myself with that security of a paycheck and trying to stretch mm-hmm. myself. And I, I believe, and it has come to fruition, that we actually have grown and scaled because we went all in. Yeah, you absolutely. Know? And you feel like that you, was the same thing? Oh, gosh, yeah. I, couldn't, yeah. I would never be where I'm at now if I had still given myself to, to the bookstores in Archer. Yeah, you know? yeah. You just, yeah, you've grown. So talk a little bit about that. So your first store, let's say 13 years ago-ish, mm-hmm. was downtown Wichita. Had all your mm-hmm. stores been downtown Wichita Falls? Yeah, I've always thought it was important to be downtown. I've mm-hmm. never even considered going somewhere else. Same. Yeah. And <laughs> I, th- I just love and it. And people, when they say, oh, maybe a strip mall somewhere ah! in town, I'm like, what? what? That would just not Why? mesh yeah, no. at all. Because <laughs> all of your buildings have been so different. Mm-hmm. And eclectic, and you like embrace it. Yeah. You know, I definitely think you have. I admire you for having so much vision because the place you're in now is like a warehouse, wasn't it? Yeah. Kind of like a warehouse. It is a warehouse. It, it is, is a warehouse. Completely bare bones, which is what I like about it. Everything is exposed. There's not a lot of plumbing, just the commode. That's it. Right. No, it's one so, toilet. <laughs> yeah. And I, I like that because our the building we were in before that. Uh, which was the old department store, had so many things hidden that were bad mm-hmm. that it is terrifying. Yeah. Today. So I think... I'd rather see it. Yeah. The Let's go back to that department store because you were there when I made the decision to open a storefront <coughs> in 20... I opened the storefront in 2016, so the last time I was there was 2015. Mm-hmm. Do you remember we had a huge we had a huge section on the third floor? Mm-hmm. It was the old Brattle suite of the Perkins Building. Yeah, isn't that what it was? It was. And so you know, as many know in retail and just our big sell months are. October, November, mm-hmm. December, especially circling, circling Shop Small Saturday. And we had yeah. a huge event. <laughs> I know exactly what you're going to say. <laughs> we had, I mean, our booth was full. We had all this new product. It was mostly kid stuff because that's, I mean, we were much 
more of a kid's brand yeah. then than we are now. And all of downtown Wichita Falls lost power. Yeah. So no electricity. Yeah. Blackout. <laughs> I was calling my mom. <laughs> And we were really scared to light candles, to be honest, because it was like, we are on the third floor. This, <laughs> this whole place building. is wood. <laughs> this could get yeah. bad real fast. But we, I mean, we strung lights. Like, I don't remember we a got generator, battery powder, powered, like, oh, that's string right. lights and little flashlights. Yeah. I think we were handing out flashlights at the door. Yeah. And like, come in, here's a flashlight, use your oh, phone. people loved it. They thought it was so much fun. It was, it's memorable. Because, I yeah. mean, even you and I both will never forget this event. And it, it told me, not it had nothing to do with the blackout, but, you know, so many people came out and still supported us and climbed the uh-huh. three flights of stairs. In the dark. In the dark. <laughs> and I realized, I think... I'm able to open a store. I think I can yeah. do this. And I, I think my booth space there was bigger than the, our store on 7th. Oh, like, wow. Yeah. I, I downsized booth space yeah. to be able to have a storefront. So do you feel like you have the same number of booths? Because you left the Perkins building, and it was structural issues. Is that mm-hmm. right? Yeah. There were some structural concerns that the landlord wasn't willing to fix maybe i'm not gonna yeah. throw any names under the bus exactly yeah but julie moves were you worried about people coming like following you to that new location no no <laughs> you have something special but as far as from your first store how many booths would you say you had the, booths I should... the first store there were no booths it was just me okay and what i've discovered is um i'm much, much prefer to have booths because that's so exciting and fun every day to see what your vendors are bringing in. Mm-hmm. What is, I love your things. You're creative, an artist, as well as a business person. And so what is the name of your line of goods that you have in the store? Oh, I never tell people that because when it's a mess I know over what it there, is. <laughs> I'm like, that vendor... I'll have a talk Who with her. Who is she? <laughs> but tell it's, people, I love your name. Okay. It's Moxie Flea. Why did you choose that? Well, I love the the name Moxie. And then I was thinking Flea, Flea Market. Yeah. Uh, like a kind of a European thing. Yeah. Flea, but yeah. And your style is very European. Julie has done a lot of many pieces in our house are from... Oh. Moxie Flea. I see them in the pictures. I know, and I love them (laughs) so much. And even pieces that at first I was like, I can't bring that home. Ryan's going to be so mad if I come home with another chair (laughs) or a dresser that I don't know what I'm going to do with. And But this last piece, my green dresser, Mm -hmm. I love so much. And you repainted it. And so you also dabble a lot in painting furniture. Is that a creative outlet for you? Yeah, and I do it less uh, when we're really, really busy, and mm-hmm. I'm, I basically just have to be shopkeeper, ringleader. But, do you like that um, role of shopkeeper? I do. But okay. I did get to paint yesterday for the first time in, like, months, I would say. Yeah. And it felt really, really good. Yeah. So so it goes in seasons. It Where does. you do it more. Yesterday was warm, so that helped. Yes. Yeah. It's supposed to be 83 today. I know. Crazy. I know. I'm happy. So talk about a little bit about the paint because you, you're not going to Lowe's and getting um, latex paint. You've always dabbled in different types of paint that you've had at the store. Yeah. Yeah, those are fun products. And um, 
and it's it's nice to be able to help people when they come in and and they are creative and you know they want to explore like milk paint and chalk paint and the mm-hmm. different finishes in the so, process. I had a yeah. friend uh, just send me a text a couple of days ago and she asked, "Hey, you've used chalk paint before, right?" And I'm mm-hmm. like. Yeah, not properly. Uh-huh. You know, I'm super impulsive, as you know. Yeah. I'll storm into the alley cat, and Julie's like, what you... I'm always looking for something. <laughs> it's always very specific. <laughs> very, and you very have five specific. minutes. <laughs> I have five minutes, and I never leave with that thing. Usually, <laughs> I leave with all the other treasures that I want for myself. But I... Well, usually when I tackle a project of painting, if it's furniture-related, mm-hmm. I do not have the patience... To do chalk or milk paint because don't they require you to wax the final layer? Yeah, but you don't have to sand or prep first. So you save that. Time. Well, that's why I like it. Yeah. But I've never, the last piece that I did, I didn't, I just put one coat on mm-hmm. and it was, it was in a kid's room. Okay. Lots of fingerprints and it yeah. didn't clean well. And I think I should have sealed it. Yeah. It. yeah, that's important. It is important, and it doesn't take that long. I know. So, your do you think your style with Moxie Flea has changed over the years? Yeah, yeah. Do you feel like the style that you have now is the most true to you, or do you think you'll keep evolving? Oh, I hope I keep evolving. Yeah, yeah. You've just watching you do a lot of the stencil work mm-hmm. on very intricate pieces kind of blows my mind. Oh, you know what I mean? You. Like it's. You're very skilled. It's like a puzzle sometimes, you know, when you're when you're looking at it and you're trying to f- to figure out what where you know what's gonna go where. That's yeah. the fun part. Is it that the fun part? And equate that to when someone actually purchases it and it, they say, "Oh my gosh, this is the perfect piece that, that I've been looking that's for." Nice, but then when you have to say goodbye to it, that's not that's fun. No, <laughs> no. I think that's why I don't. I couldn't be in your line of work. So I'm like all the all of the stuff is are. so. And I I know that people think I'm fibbing because every person that comes up to the checkout, I'm like, oh, I really love this. I wish I had bought it. And they're like, you don't think that about every single item. And I'm like, oh, but a lot, but a lot, <laughs> a lot. Yeah. And I, I just a word of advice for those who ever go to the Alley Cat or in your area because we have a lot of listeners that are not from Wichita Falls. If you see a piece in a store like this and you feel called to it, odds are you should get it because mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many times on a day I had five minutes, I ran in, I saw a piece and I said, no, Catherine, do not buy that because that's <laughs> not why you're here. And then I go back and it's not there. Mm-hmm. And that feeling, I do not enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> the feeling of missing out on that piece. And the last one, and I'm still mad at myself. You had a very mid-century, beautiful blue couch upstairs. Yeah, for so long, months and months and months. Was it? I think it was Ranch Oak. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It was good. It was beautiful. Yeah. And I just was like, I don't have a place for this. We bought this building that we're recording in now, and I had envisioned this space. Oh, we're just going to be able to like work and chill, and we're going to put this super hip couch. Mm-hmm. I went to get it, and it was gone. And I was like, and we still have nothing. I mean, we yeah. sit like on the floor when we eat lunch. Oh, <laughs> poor we'll, girl. We'll they say they like couch. it, so we'll find the couch. <laughs> but I'm like kind yeah. of holding out until I find this other perfect yeah. couch. Yeah, it'll come. It will come. come. So you've you're started with no booths. You've seen your booths grow. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like you 
I can imagine there are hard parts of managing booth owners and booths. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like you've kind of figured out maybe the business part or the relationship part of being the woman in charge at the Alley Cat? Yeah, I think, and I think uh, like a less is more approach, you know. I don't, mm-hmm. I try not to control them too much. Right. But you feel like when you <laughs> start trying to control, because they resist it. I think I, that's a natural sure. tendency. Especially with, let's face it, the kind of people that have boosted antique stores or characters. <laughs> they might, they're independent people. And that's why they're doing yeah, it. Exactly. I mean, it does make sense that you're rank, trying to wrangle all these people who are creative and have a mind uh-huh. to do this. Yeah. They're, they're all odd. Yeah. I'm just going to say it. There's not a normal one in the bunch, including myself. Right. Which that's what makes it your space so special. It's magical. It's magical. Yeah. I mean, I love it. Because, yeah. And my kids love it. I mean, when I tell them, hey, girls, we're going to the Alley Cat. I mean, and you saw us leave. We did our (laughs) spring launch photo shoot there on Monday. And we left with a screaming child. (laughs) Quickly, I said, everyone get in the car. We have to go. (laughs) But I think I still take them as often as we can because I want them to value the nostalgic parts of all that stuff. You know, like to explain to them, you know, this was made 100 years ago or more. They're like... Whoa. It's memories for most it people. Is. Not for littles, obviously. I don't know what it what it represents to the littles, but for most people they come in and it just brings back lots and lots of memories. Oh, like they remember Yeah. Oh. So See, I and think for that's me, what we sell. Yeah. I don't have memories of these pieces. And what I'm trying to teach to my children is the nostalgia of old things. Yeah. I mean, they tell a story. They for sure Mm -hmm. are made better. All the furniture, clothes. I mean, I find so many random clothes at your place, and it's so fun to me. I feel like it's it's been said, too, like the old things, they have uh, a life and a soul already. So Mm -hmm. when you bring them into your home, you're you're bringing, like, something that already has a life. That's why it feels good. Yeah. And you can look at it, and it brings you joy, and I don't even know... Why? You know, it's kind of like records. I just got Ryan a record player for his birthday this last year, which him being a musician and never owning Mm -hmm. one, it's like we've always known we needed one. But the kids love it because you kind of hear the crackle and the imperfections Mm -hmm. of a record. And usually it's three to six songs per side of the record. Is that average? Do you yeah. Know? <laughs> we the other day we had a a party and a, a younger person. I'm gonna say probably your age actually okay. said, "I cannot believe that people would sit and listen to this many songs by one artist in a row." <laughs> and I said, "Well, yeah. I mean, concept album, and I mean that's the whole point. Right. And they put them in that order for a reason. So just sit and listen." <laughs> right. There is an yeah. art to that. Not I having... think that's just our society now it's very impulse and so we've trained our minds to just onto the next you're thing. like shuffle shuffle yeah. next song yeah and it's canceled it's like the yeah. canceled culture like uh this artist i'm not into it yeah but recently when we we repainted our home we did only records mm-hmm. and 
it was really neat to see how the artist, because I will listen to albums now, but it was mm-hmm. different. It was like interactive listening. It is. You have to turn the record. You have right. to flip it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And Ryan just, it was interesting. I think it was Bruce Springsteen. Listening That's to the whole album. That's what we were listening to at really? the dinner party. Yes. Yeah. And I was like, shh, shush. Everyone, <laughs> quiet. <laughs> okay, so let, we've talked about the growth of the Alley Cat. Tell us a little bit about, over the years, what has been like the struggle you overcame? Or you can answer this as an entrepreneur. Like, what is the hardest part of doing this work? Um, to me, the hardest part is uh, like demanding money for the things that I just want to give away to everyone. So I'm not a, I'm not a money person. It comes and it goes just as quickly, you know, to to actually like make it, uh, make money is a challenge. Right. Because Uh, you want to, you want all these people to enjoy your pieces. I do. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so sweet. So what has been the best part? So um, on the flip side of being an entrepreneur, having the alley cat, what is your favorite part of it all since you started? Uh, just my job is so much fun. Yeah. So, so And changes daily. Yeah, it is. It's, so I don't have a set stock. It's changes daily. I have great vendors that come in daily and sometimes drive me crazy, but they're always entertaining. COVID and 2020, mm-hmm. did that have a toll on your business at all? Well, I feel kind of guilty, but it actually helped my business. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Same actually, here. I mean, Ramble yeah. grew in 2020, and I don't say that without being extremely humbled. Absolutely. That yeah. that was our story. Yeah. Yeah. So you your business improved. Do you think that it brought new people finding appreciation to old things? Or people just finally had time to go look. People had time. People were, uh, they had more time to make their homes what they wanted. You oh, know? yeah. I, I'm not really sure why we got so busy. Right. Um, I know I definitely saw people really looking at their home as a home mm-hmm. and a place they want to be versus a place they're just raising kids and laying their heads down. Uh, yeah, night. that's a great point. You know? Yeah. So I think when you really think about the pieces you're surrounding yourself with, and we're, I'm, I try to be very intentional, intentional about the pieces that we have in our home, which is why many of them are old. So for us, I got to finally enjoy some of the pieces that were in our house, but yeah. then there were spots that I was like, we could do something here, which <laughs> but, is why we added yeah. a bunch of color. Um, at the first of this year, we went on a huge painting spree and, finally incorporated more color into our house. Being a mom and a business owner. So we mentioned earlier, Ruby's your daughter. She's your only daughter. <laughs> she is. And she just turned 18. She's an adult into the world. Does that feel <laughs> weird to say? Like to hear? Oh, no. We were just like, what can you do now that you couldn't before? That's we all like, we did yeah. that morning. <laughs> did y'all tell her the day before that she should get in trouble because she couldn't? She had like one day left to not get tried as an adult. Oh no! I did. <laughs> Go break some laws. She's not gonna do that though. No. She's. No. Would you consider her a rule follower though? Um. No, she's not a rule follower, but she is a people pleaser. Okay. So. Yeah. So often can be that, a fault. 
Or, or, yeah. Really? Often she'll follow rules just to be, you know, to please. Okay. But I don't think she's a natural rule follower. Okay. So, over the years, I grew, since I've been, (laughs) starting over, (laughs) over the years, as being a business owner, Ruby has always been with you Mm -hmm. through the journey, correct? Yeah. She started Alley Cat when she was five years old. As long as I can remember, Ruby was at the Alley Cat. Yeah. That's where I, I've seen Ruby grow up, go through many <laughs> phases, maybe. Um, I know she went to school at different times, but she's mostly been homeschooled. Yeah, we've definitely, I tried to, you know, do what I thought was the right thing and, and get her with other kids and get her to school. It just didn't work for us. Mm-hmm. But um, but I think much like Ramble, what did always work for us is for her to to be at Alley Cat as much as possible. Because yeah. both of our businesses are like families. Yeah. So I mean, now Ramble has become her other family. Alley yeah. Cat's a family for yeah. her. But yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I think that, I think that's where there's also success in it. Because if something that, I'm going to reference Patrick again, he talked about, you know, if his family wasn't on board with an idea of his, it wouldn't have worked. Yeah. So just if your family's not on board with what you're doing, it's going to be really hard to pursue it because mm-hmm. you're going to have something holding you back. And it definitely, I've, ne- yeah, growing up, seeing her grow up, I never saw her like wish she wasn't there, you know? Yeah. I mean, and our kids love, I think that's my, maybe too why they love the alley cat. I think they see knowing that, I mean, it still blows their mind that you're Ruby's mom. I know. You know? <laughs> I remember their faces the first time I told them. They were like, what? What? I'm like, yes. <laughs> so I think that you've always kind of talk us through some of the values you wanted her to have. Like you wanted her to obviously go to work with you because that's kind of what worked and seemed to work best for y'all's family dynamic. Were there any intentional things that you wanted to teach her through that process? Well, I, I mean, I do think she learned about, um, hard work, you know, she could see the vendors that do well and, uh, they work hard, but also they're, they have fun. They think outside the box, you know, I think she always saw Alley Cat as a, as a real fun place, Yeah. but she certainly could see all the, the blood, sweat and tears that went into it too. Yeah. So which is value. Yeah. So valuable for someone her age. Well, and to see that people want to go to work, that it's not like, oh, I got to go to work. But it's like, oh, I want to go to work. Right. It's exciting. Yeah. What is going to happen today? Yeah, yeah. I think that's, too, why people become self-employed. You know, yeah. I would, I'm not going to say all self-employed entrepreneurship type people love what they do, but I would bet the majority of them do. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I love my job and I love, love the people we work with. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like our employees, our family, we don't separate much, you know? It's yeah. Like, I know. We're together all the time. <laughs> you are like Ruby's other mom. Oh, they do call me mom. Oh, and I didn't I know that jealous. for so long. <laughs> and I was like, Ma, are y'all kidding me? I think it's more sarcastic though. Like, mom. Right. You know? <laughs> Maybe. I don't think it's a term of endearment. Don't be jealous. <laughs> yes, I think they're, don't be jealous. Your mom. 
Thanks. But you're mom too. I am and mom I, too. And I appreciate that because you have taken care of them both. And I, it's funny that I consider Honor my daughter, daughter now as well. <laughs> yeah, so, so. Honor... <laughs> So Honor works for us. She has become um, a wonderful model for sh- Ramble. She is so photogenic she and is. beautiful. Yeah. I mean, I'm like, you have no idea. I, I just, she just so naturally gets up there. And I think that also shows how comfortable she is with Ruby mm-hmm. as the photographer. Yeah. Know? But fun fact, Honor and Ruby and Julie all live together. They're roomies. <laughs> we do. <laughs> so fun. Yeah. And they actually live kind of toward us, we're, which is... Yeah, we're new neighbors. Too. Yeah. Six miles apart. Huh? I went on a long run the other day, and Annie was like, did you run to Ruby's? I was like, no. <laughs> I could, but they would have to you drive could. me back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> like, true. I couldn't... That's, yeah, I have told them if there. I ever tried to run to your house, upon arrival, I would like a glass of water and a beer and then a ride back to my house. Oh, done. Done. So maybe one day I'll attempt it. It's the highway that I, I try to run mostly on dirt roads. Yeah. So anyways, I definitely think that the values and the things that you wanted for Ruby and the things that she saw at the alley cat are reflected of her now as an 18 year, 18 year old. I mean, <laughs> she does photography outside of Ramble. She is so skilled. And when we went to round top, I asked her like, what do you want? Mm-hmm. You know? And she was very specific, like to be an elopement for traveling <laughs> elopement photographer. And I yeah. was like, you can yeah, like, I don't see how you could not do that. Oh, I was going to say that seems easy peasy for her. That's kind of yeah. what I thought. Yeah. So, um, we could talk about Ruby all day. I know. But we're not going to. <laughs> um, so what advice would you give a current or any future entrepreneurs? Anyone, and because you're creative and you're an entrepreneur, like you are doing both, what... You can take that route as a creative person that has an idea, has Mm -hmm. a love for either making or collecting something. What would be your advice for them? Pass. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Pass. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's a hard one because I think it's so different for everyone. Like I, I feel like Ramble's model, you are so good at business. You're so good at numbers. That's your background. You're also creative. You, I mean, you went at it totally differently from me. I don't ever worry about the money parts, but it, but it comes. I'm not sure I should recommend that to people. <laughs> <laughs> Do not worry about the money. It'll happen. But I think if you love what you're doing. Love what you, you do. Know, yeah, absolutely. And to add to that, and you're being humble, do good business. You're a good, you don't try to cheat people. Right. You know what I mean? Like you are supplying, if you're going to charge for a piece of furniture that took you, you know, weeks to paint because you had to do it intermittently from work in the register. Yeah. You're charging fairly and there's a lot, you know, I just recently went to Round Top. There are people not charging fairly. Yeah. And so I think something that you, you may not be a business minded analytics type person, which I thrive, I don't thrive on, but I do enjoy the business part of Ramble. Um, but ultimately it's doing good, having good business relationships. I think that's why you've kept your boost. 
Yeah. You know? And you know what? Even like on the street level, like if people come in and sell me something. Which is, how often does that happen? Every day. Right. I, I try to be fair with them. And that, I mean, I don't, I don't you say could... like, oh, this thing is worth a hundred. I'll give you five, you know? Right. And I think that's worked out for me in the end too, because a lot of those people will only sell to me because right. they trust me. Right. And I, not that I'm bragging or like, you know. No, I, I, I think that that's advice. You have to be fair all down the line. To everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. such a good way to wrap this up. That was beautiful. Julie, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Yes. So um, where can people find you? Uh, 1505 Lamar. Okay. Which is Lamar across from Coca-Cola, almost at Kell. Very close to P2. We say not walking from Ramble. However, Ryan did walk there the other day. You sure I, could. I took all the keys uh-huh. and he didn't have a car. So it's um, walking-ish, definitely a back ride from Ramble to Alley Cat. Mm-hmm. You can also find Julie on Instagram at Alley Cat Vintage. I will tag it on my Instagram story so you guys, because I'm not exactly sure of the Instagram handle. Do you know? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't think Julie knows her Instagram handle. And you're open every day but Wednesday and Sunday. Correct. Yeah, Correct. 10 to 5 so 30. if you're going to visit Wichita Falls, please, please come. And just for another fun tidbit, since you are a local business, where is your favorite place to eat? If you had to give someone a recommendation, if they were going to travel here mm-hmm. come see you, what else would they do? I like Highlander House. Ah, like what would you order? Mac and cheese and their um, seared tuna appetizer. Whoa, that sounds delicious. Mm-hmm. Okay. That is a wrap. Thank you guys for being in the Armadillo Den. You can find us on Instagram at Ryan Hager TX, at Rambling Company, and at Katherine.Hager. I'm going to leave you guys today with a quote from Mother Teresa. Kind words can be short and easy to speak, but their echoes are truly endless. <laughs>